0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Demetra Gray Show. The podcast is not back, um, at least not yet, not right now. Jordan and I have talked about uh, recording some episodes together later this year just for fun. However, the reason that I am coming on today and making a new episode is because if you have been following my social media, you will have seen that on Instagram uh, in the beginning of August, I started sharing about my experience being in a cult. I believe that I was in a cult for two years from August of 2020 to August of 2022 And uh, when I left the cult, I made a podcast that you may remember, depending on how long you've been following me and if you listen to it or not. And that podcast I put out in the end of September, actually, I wonder, might be even a year to the day, who knows, sometime end of September of 2022, And in that podcast, uh, it was titled, it was number 49. If you scroll back, you'll see it has disappeared. I did remove it. uh, And I'll tell you why in a moment. But I made this podcast. It was titled, Why I Left My Spiritual Community. And the reason that I made this podcast at the time was because I had been working with a woman for two years. And I, at the time, I considered her to be my teacher. And I went and met her in person uh, in August of 2022. And when I met her, based on the things that I witnessed and experienced, I did not like her at all. And I believe that she is the opposite of the things that she teaches. And that was my personal experience and what I personally concluded from uh, witnessing her behavior in her life. When I left, this was kind of earth shattering for me because I had really taken on these beliefs of the cult. Um, I've been learning a lot about cults and... Uh, I didn't realize how my whole world had gotten so wrapped up in these worldviews and these beliefs. And getting to experience uh, what the result of these beliefs looked like in this person's life made me realize, like, made me just strongly start to question a lot of these beliefs. And what I found when I started to question them was that they all, the whole thing kind of crumbled down. And the reason that I made this podcast that I'm going to share with you back then was because I felt a responsibility to communicate to the people that follow me that I was no longer affiliated with that world. At the time, you'll hear me say in the following podcast that I would never call it a cult. I was never going to call it a cult. I know a lot of other people have called it a cult. Um, And I was still wrapped up like, you know, I had left. But what I have learned is that it takes a really long time to kind of extricate yourself from a cult, and people tend to go back again and again, and it's hard for them to get out. I did not go back, Uh, but it did take me a really long time. I can't remember the first month that I, because at first I was like, it's not a cult. You know, I was still really operating from this place of I'm 100% responsible for my own experience, And, like, I create everything that happens to me, and I create my whole life, and all these beliefs that I've been uh, unwinding on my Instagram. And, um, when, so, I wasn't quite even there yet. Like, when I made this podcast, I was still very in it. You'll hear me say in this podcast that I love this woman so much, and I have so much love for her. Uh, that's not true now. But, uh, So yeah, basically anything positive that I say in the upcoming podcast uh, are likely things that I no longer believe. But when I recorded this podcast, it wasn't to criticize this woman, even though I believe that uh, that would be very... um, that would be a perfectly okay thing for me to do. At the time, I just, I felt responsible that I brought so many people into the cult. And um, I had believed the cult so deeply. And if you had followed me, you will remember me telling people all the time about my teacher and how amazing I thought she was and uh, my experience in there. And I convinced a lot of people to join. And some people that I convinced to join are very, very deep in the cult and they're still in there. And so when I left, like one of the things that's always been really important to me about my work is truth and my honesty, which funnily enough is what originally drew me to the cult in the first place because it was calling itself this place of truth. And truth is deeply important to me. And when I made this podcast, I wanted to tell people the truth. Like, I wanted to tell people what I experienced and what was going on with me and why I had separated. And I also wanted to let them know, like, like I feel like something that I valued a lot is that people that follow me have seemed to always really trust me. Like, they trust what I say. They Uh, believe me. And I think that's because I value this honesty and I've been really honest with people. And when I left, while my whole world was crumbling, I was so destabilized and like so exhausted and confused and just lost. Like I cried for weeks and weeks and weeks on end. And I just couldn't believe, like the more that I saw all of these beliefs and all these different things like I, I just couldn't believe I had gotten so sucked into something the way that it felt to me was like it's funny I made this uh, podcast episode a while back on like shitting all over religion and I don't agree with that now but I also have really come to understand like it was just funny because like I was I basically was in a religion and didn't even know it. Like, I was I was in this religion, shitting on other religions, being like, but this is, like, the real way. Just, it's just really wild to me, the whole thing. So, uh, anyway, I wanted to be honest with people and tell them, like, a, I know a lot of people joined because of my vouching for this and I can no longer vouch for this based on what I experienced and I want you to know that all of the great things that I said about this while I was in it I no longer believe and based on the experience that I've had since then and since leaving I believe that I was in a cult and I believe that it did a lot of harm to me and I want you to know that and I felt like I wasn't allowed to say any of this because I had signed a contract um, from the woman, from the teacher, quote unquote teacher, uh, that was it was like an anti-defamation clause. And I can read to you exactly what I signed. Uh, Where is it? So in the contract it says you agree to not disparage me my body of work or my business orally or in writing. This includes a promise not to publicly demonize, defame or do anything that would do harm to me, my family, my business, my team or any of my clients. And I knew I had signed a contract that like that and I remember signing the contract and I remember I had actually not signed it. The contracts weren't introduced into until over a year of me actually being in the cult, and um, so I knew that I'd signed this, and I didn't know how much validity it held, and I was also really exhausted, and so I put this podcast out, and you'll hear in the podcast if you listen to it, and I am going to put the, I'll put the transcript of it up on my website, and I'll link where that is in in the show notes, because uh, I don't blame you if you don't want to listen to the whole podcast. Like, to me, my experience of re-listening back to this podcast was that I was so vague that I, like, basically the podcast says nothing, but this is actually really important. Um, I was so careful, and the message that I wanted to get out in the podcast, which I did get out, was that I left, I met this woman in person, I did not like what I saw, and uh i i think that was basically it that was like what i said and i wanted to to share a lot more but because of this defamation clause and you'll hear in the contract i'm so afraid of being sued like i like every few sentences it feels like i'm like oh i don't want to get sued i'm not trying to defame anyone i'm i was so afraid at that time of like uh of having to spend more energy, like, fighting this person and getting into this argument. And I was just like, I just cannot deal with any of this. So I tried to make this podcast that was really vague. And um, I put that out. And when I put this podcast out, this woman had what I would consider to be a kind of extreme response to this very innocuous podcast. Uh, She made a lot of Instagram posts about me. Uh, She, I don't know, made videos. She held calls for everybody in her membership. And this is just what I understand from other people. Um, But she held community calls. I believe there were two hundreds of people in this community. She shared our text messages I guess they were supposed to show something. Um, she she got to control the narrative of what happened. And I let that happen. I just felt like everyone who's probably listened to the – about 10 times more people listened to the podcast than ever would have listened to the podcast because of the way that she was uh, so upset about it. And she threat- she sent me an email uh, soon after that, saying that she like if we didn't agree to do a call with her, that she would we would be hearing from her lawyer. And I knew that that was probably true. Uh, based on hearing her other experiences with being in lawsuits. I didn't feel like getting into all of that. And I ended up agreeing to do the call. And the way that I see this call now was that it was my sort of last attempt at like believing that I was dealing with somebody that I would consider rational um, and able to like have a conversation where both sides take responsibility for things and and really like talk things out. and that was not my experience of that meeting. And so finally, uh, my husband said something along the lines of this is getting us nowhere like what is it that you want? And we ultimately decided that uh, she wanted me to take the podcast down and I agreed I would take the podcast down mostly because I just wanted the entire thing to be over. So, that was what I did. I took the podcast down. um, And later on, I ended up actually being really glad that I took the podcast down because the more that I healed, the more I felt like, wow, that podcast was so forgiving and just so gentle and was giving so much benefit of the doubt. And Uh, all of that being said, that leads us to kind of to today. Um, so in the beginning of August, I started making posts on my Instagram talking about my experience of being in a cult and, uh, what that was like on August 31st, I received a cease and desist letter from the lawyer of this woman who I could publicly name, legally, but I don't know that I want to because uh yeah, I just don't know that I want to yet. And the cease and desist letter was really interesting to me <laughs> for a lot of reasons. Um but the main one that I want to talk about is that so to back up a bit, they sent the cease and desist letter the lawyer did. And then when I kept posting posts on my Instagram, the lawyer sent two more emails in a row to both me and Jordan. uh, And in my opinion, they were pretty aggressive. And so because of all this, I decided I would get my own lawyers. And I was like, you know what, if this is what it's come to and we're Uh, gonna talk to lawyers i'm really curious actually to talk to a lawyer because i would love to know what my rights are and like what is legal you'll hear in in the podcast uh that i was really really afraid of dealing with any of the legal stuff and um I wasn't afraid that the law was going to, I didn't think I had done anything wrong, but I was curious about my contract and, and how much weight that contract really held. And what I discovered when I talked to lawyers is that there is a variety of things that protect people's right to free speech. And the most important thing is that there's actually a law that prevents businesses from having people sign contracts that um make them like not allowed to share their negative experiences of a business. And so this clause in her contract is actually unenforceable because it's illegal. It's it's against the law. The law is called I believe it's called, let me look so I don't say anything incorrect. Uh it's called the Consumer Review Fairness Act. It was pre- it was uh passed in 2016. And It makes it so businesses can't prevent clients from sharing negative experiences with their business. So this clause, and it turns out, like, I've actually discovered that a lot of more high end coaches that, in my opinion, are a little bit culty, (laughs) they put these contracts in, or these clauses in their contracts, and people don't know that they actually don't hold any weight. So, um, finding that out was really interesting for me because that was the thing I was so hesitant about because I know that I'm telling the truth, and I know that uh, I'm sharing my opinions and that those things are allowed, and I wasn't sure if um if like how what role the contract played in that, so to find out that the clause in the contract is unenforceable was really good to know. So, I'm sharing that with you, too, in case you didn't know, and in case you've signed a contract that's similar. um, I would look at it more closely and maybe look up that law and see where you fall. So, in addition to that, (laughs) the reason that the uh, cease and desist letter was so interesting, I mean, there were a lot of pieces about it that I thought were very interesting, but uh, one piece really... It caught my eye, and I will quote it to you. One of the things it said, because it referenced this podcast that I made, right? This podcast that was like, seemed to be such a big deal uh, a year ago. It said, during Demetra's stay, she witnessed a private personal family event that Demetra subsequently disclosed in a public podcast dedicated to the disparagement of my clients for Demetra's own business gain. And when I read that, I was like, huh, did I do that? Like, I must have done that. Like, you know, for this, this is a pretty big sentence into um, my experience last fall was that everyone around me was kind of like, what an immature thing you've done making this podcast. And... um even Jordan. Jordan was really supportive and, like, absolutely believed everything that I was saying and agreed, but he was kind of, at the time, like, I wish you wouldn't, like, have to be someone who speaks out against things, because, like, can't we just sort of just go about our lives and, like, not have any drama? And so it just felt like, Everybody, a, a lot of my clients were really disappointed in me. People who were, like, were in the cult, too. I had clients that were in the cult at the same time. And it was all this, it was a big thing. And um, because of the way that so many people and, like, the, the way that the leader of the cult acted in response to this podcast, I started to believe along with everybody else, like, I was kind of like, yeah, you know, maybe it wasn't a mature thing to do. Maybe it was messy and it was uh, young, I think is what the cult leader called it. Maybe I'm, you know, maybe I shouldn't have done this really terrible thing that I did. And uh, probably in certain episodes after that, you might have heard me reference it in certain ways and kind of say like like almost apologize for this quality of mine that i have that is speaking out against things and um making a public statement like that and there was this narrative that like i should have done it in a more mature way i should have had conversations um but based on what i saw like I actually think that now that that was the only way to do it. And I'm actually really proud that I did it. And I'm proud that I speak out and I, I speak up and I say things and I am proud that I say the truth. And like when I read this in the cease and desist letter and I was like, (laughs) like I, I I had just started believing that I must've done something wrong. And then the cult leader had said so many times that like a big factor like the thing that I saw when I was there with her this big family event was that I saw her uh, fight with her husband and I couldn't I couldn't um be with her human and that was why I I had created this whole big story and projection and left. And I just let everybody believe that at the time. I was like, I'm okay with hundreds of people misunderstanding me and uh, believing this narrative about me. And I just felt like I need to do what feels right for me and take care of myself. So what you'll hear in this podcast is that I'm about to share with you, this intro ended up being a lot longer than I imagined it would be, uh, is that I never actually referenced this event at all. Um, I didn't know at the time if I was allowed to say anything. To me, it also wasn't really about, like, the details at the time. Like, the main message that I wanted to give was, uh, I know, I don't agree with who this person is and I I don't support it. I don't support them. I, their business. I I can't vouch for this anymore. Uh but it is true that one of the things that I witnessed when I was there was I wouldn't call it a fight. I would call it uh the this woman screaming at her husband. I witnessed her scream at a, her husband in a way that I consider extremely abusive, and I have since heard from other women that they have also had what they consider abusive experiences with this woman. I didn't know that part at the time, but I do now, and um, that experience to me of, of witnessing this behavior was just kind of the cherry on top for me of, of everything else that I witnessed when I was there. And uh, everything that I witnessed makes me believe that the things that this woman teaches are the opposite of who she actually is. Based on everything I've seen, in my opinion, she does not live what she teaches And in my opinion, her public persona seems to be the opposite of what she is. So, that's what I have to say about that. But I didn't actually say that in the podcast. And uh, what was really interesting to me was that when I saw this in the cease and desist letter, I was like, yeah, I must have referenced her screaming at him. I must have... uh, talked about this or I must have, like, said really terrible things about them. And uh, when I went to listen to my podcast again, I then ended up ordering the transcript because I was like, where is it? (laughs) Like, where is this part where I say all these things? And it was just, you know, I've had a lot of other experiences over the last couple months of realizing places where I was gaslit and, uh, you know, I had no real understanding of, like, what gaslighting even was before. I I also used to think that people who talked about cults were kind of ridiculous. And uh, people that talked about narcissists were ridiculous. Like, I thought all these things that I'm learning more about now were ridiculous. And I actually felt superior to them when I was in the cult. I just felt like these people are babies who don't know how to take responsibility for their lives and what they create in their lives. And uh, so it was a big wake-up call to realize that uh, that was not true. And so when I went through the transcript, I was like, oh, I never said anything. Like this podcast was actually so tame. And it I actually found it annoying to listen to and to uh, even to read the transcript because it was like, I didn't really say anything at all. And I kept like waiting for me to say something. And then I just didn't say anything. And um, it was a really good example for me of how easy it is to be gaslit into something. Like because of all of this, because of her ex- her narrative of, of what had happened and because of the reaction she had had to it and the way she held these calls about me. And it was like this big deal. And I had treated it like a big deal at the time. Like i ha- I held a call with all my clients so that they could share all their feelings about Uh, basically like, you know, some people were really supportive to me, but some people were also really, uh, disappointed and angry at me. And I just let everyone have their feelings. And I was like, maybe you're right. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. And just kind of gave everyone space to, to feel what they felt. And what I realized when I looked back at this podcast was like, oh, even that it's just such an example of how easy it is to start believing this narrative that's told over and over again and to believe like I really I I didn't even realize it but I still had a part of me that was like you know like maybe it is me maybe I did an immature thing maybe I shouldn't have uh maybe I should have done this differently and and I realized when looking through this transcript I'm like oh i I didn't do anything wrong. I was not wrong to make this podcast first of all, I barely said anything in it i didn't i didn't I was actually really kind in it in a lot of parts. And way more kind than I would ever be today. And I do not think, based on uh, my experience of this woman and how she handles things, that there was any other way to, to do it differently. Like, I would not have done it differently. I know what I saw and what I experienced, and... I think that it is absolutely something that is worth speaking out against. The reason that I made this podcast, like the, the the reason I made the podcast that I made last year, was because based upon what I saw, I felt like I needed to to speak out and tell the truth and say what was. What my experience really was like, and uh I still feel that way now, and the reason I'm putting this podcast back up is to show you like what it actually said, but mostly because it's because I never should have had to take it down. I never should have taken it down in the first place, and It feels like I get to go back and write that for myself. That I didn't do anything wrong in the first place. And um, I'm allowed to share my opinion and my experience. And I am really proud of who I am. And I'm proud that I am someone who will speak out when there is something that I feel is wrong. And that people should know. And that's what I feel I'm doing here. And that's what I've always done. And that is what I'll continue to do. Uh, It's been a really hard experience for me, like being in a cult. uh, It's not something I would recommend to anyone. The sort of, uh, what do they call it? not decontamination, but the, I don't know, there's some word for it, the uh, taking it all apart and, like, really seeing where I got caught up, not just in this cult, but a lot of cult-like beliefs um, in my life has been very sobering for me and also really beautiful. Like, a really... I. I'm not grateful for how it happens, but I am grateful that I get to do this This really deep kind of looking at all of these patterns and, and seeing this kind of language and the way that certain things are, are uh, taught and held in our society. And that's a bigger exploration for me. And I'm in a really good place now. I wouldn't say that I'm uh entirely healed from it. I think it takes a long time to heal from really being deeply involved in a cult, but I am in a really really good place and it's from that place that I want to share this with you. And take everything you hear in this upcoming podcast, uh at the beginning I talk for a while about like the trip Jordan and I just took or something. Like I don't I don't get into it for a bit, so you can skip through that if you want to. And, uh, just know when you listen to it that, um, when I listen to it, I can hear all the places that I was still really enmeshed in this cult and I was still under a lot of cult-like beliefs. And so a lot of the things I say in this, uh, I might no longer agree with, um, but, It is certainly even more so in my opinion now that I had a really terrible experience working with this woman, and that is what I want to share with you. So without further ado, here is my podcast from last year. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Demetra Gray Show. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I'm so thrilled to tell you that we are back home. We just got home yesterday. Um, If you hadn't seen, Jordan and I were away for the past month. Um, and very last minute, like we just took off and went to the States. We spent a month with my family. We got COVID. <laughs> um, wow. There was just like so much that happened. Um, and for me, it was really exactly what I needed. And, um, you may have heard me. Talk about how, like, this theme I've been on for the past few weeks is like, I guess really the past month or so, is like, when we open to life, where can we feel the possibility of what's there and be with life as it is and open to it as it is and trust it and trust what it's showing us? And f- originally, <clears throat> like you'll hear i I still have like a little bit of this covid cough, um so I'll try to keep it to a minimum um but <sighs> where do I even begin <laughs> like this trip initially was. R- the the reason for this trip was really sad someone in my family uh, received a diagnosis that was pretty intense Um, and the nature of it and the nature of how close this person is to me uh, really just made me feel like I just wanted to go home immediately Like I just wanted to be with everyone I hadn't been home in like two and a half years and Uh, We just went and we decided to go for a month because um, we had originally already had this trip planned to Washington, like the 18th through the 23rd of September. And so we were like, okay, it was like August 28th or something. And it was like, okay, we'll just go to Pennsylvania. And then if everything's all right, we'll take the planned trip fly across the country with everyone, be in Washington, because originally they were coming to Washington to visit me, uh, because they couldn't cross the border, but now, in a week, apparently, everyone will be able to cross the border, so there's, like, all these moving pieces, um, but me leaving here, I was, like, so sad and crying so much, and it was so raw and so intense, and the, like, it was so spur of the moment, I think it was, like, a Friday, and we ended up leaving, like, 6 a.m. on Sunday, and we really just dropped our whole lives for a month, and then we got to Pennsylvania, and we got COVID, right? So, like, then that derailed a lot of things, and, um, um, it was a huge teaching for me, like, a it almost felt like a, I don't want to call it like a challenge, but like a a new game almost like a new, like I was on this theme of like grief and being with what is and opening to life and life gave me the opportunity to like really live that out. And um, I did. And this trip for me, ended up being like the biggest healing and the biggest gift that I could have imagined, and like exactly what I needed right now. And I couldn't have really imagined. I mean, I could have imagined, but I wouldn't have imagined how it would pan out like a month ago when I was just like crying so much to, uh, and like getting ready to go. But, the, like, COVID and the diagnosis and all this stuff. Like, when I feel into the last month, those things, like, don't even register. Which is wild because COVID was, like, a solid two weeks of our trip. Um, It was, like you know, we were in bed. I was in bed for, like, a solid week. Jordan, even longer. Like, it was it was a lot. It was really a lot. But when I, like, feel into the whole last month, somehow, like, COVID just feels, like, barely even there. Like, it just feels like this, like, side little thing. And in the way that I, like, feel toward things, it just, it feels like covid um, was for us, like, in some way, and, um, the whole trip, like, the way that everything went, the amount of time I got to spend with my family, that Jordan got to spend with my family, oh, it was just, it was just really the best, the whole thing, honestly, and, um, we're already, like, planning another trip back probably in February to the East Coast, and, like, yeah, I feel just, like, at times it was, like, very, very challenging. I keep having to, like, remind myself of this because, like, I had to cancel a lot of things. Like, I had to move things around. I was, like, really, I wouldn't even call it stressed, but just, I mean, I guess stressed, but just, like, really holding a lot of things and handling a lot of things at one time or, like, in hotel rooms. I'm like sick and in a different place, all of the things, but like when I sit here now and I feel into the past month, my heart is just like so full and I feel just so nourished and it's like hard to believe how stressful it was because it was just so beautiful and like... It's not like a bypassy, like, oh, I just like stay positive the whole time. But like, cause I had had moments where I was like crying and just like, this is a lot. And like, I'm really maxed out. And, uh, that was a solid few weeks. I think <laughs> like it was a big part of it. Um, but when I, but when I feel into it now, I'm just like, I just feel so nourished, and I'm so grateful, and I'm so glad we got to go, and I'm just, like, full. Like, I'm happy. And, um, yeah, I just feel, like, really full up. So, (sighs) it's been a long time coming, all of that, and, uh... Oh, I was going to have a special episode this week, but I think it'll be maybe next or the week out. We have to kind of see. It's a surprise, but it's it's not this one, but it's somebody in my life who's going to come on the podcast, maybe. (laughs) So that's all I'll say. Um, Anyway, so at the same time, as all of this you have probably maybe heard me mention that I'm also moving through a really big transition and I've been sitting with this for like a month and a half now and honestly debating whether I should share this or not, how much to share, what to say, does it really matter, like do I really need to share it, um, like, sorting through all these different feelings and all these different questions. And I've decided to share it. Um, hopefully in, like, the cleanest way possible that I can share it. Um, and the reason that I'm sharing it, and I want to be really clear about this, because... I imagine with, like, the nature of it all that a lot of different people will listen to it and some people will listen with, like, the intention of tearing things apart or, like, criticizing or... I don't know, maybe not, but different pieces. And I'm okay with that. Like, I've really sat with it. (laughs) I really have, like, a... My main reason, there's multiple reasons for me, like, kind of holding back. But the main one is that, like, I'm not, I don't want to stir up drama. Um, and I don't want to, like, talk about anyone behind their back. And I don't want to, th- there's just a lot of different pieces for me of, like, things that I don't want to do. um, And I'm going to try my best to not do that. And at the same time, I'm kind of aware that, like, in some way that might happen. Um, But for me, what I always come back to in myself, when I think about, like, the past, really, the past 10 years of my life and me sharing myself online, no matter what different iteration me in public in a business has taken, and there have been many, (laughs) um, I have this promise with myself, ultimately, and the energy that I feel. And... I feel that I can't not share with you honestly where I'm at. And this promise that I have with myself is basically, like, whatever is happening, like, I don't hide that. And me expressing myself and my, like, freedom of expression has always been me sharing where I'm at often in real time and being very honest with everyone, um, who follows me, whether they followed me for, like, no time at all or for a really long time. And if you followed me for a really long time, I hope you know, like... (laughs) ultimately, what's always been most important to me is telling the truth and being able to express myself in my process, um, in real time. And I say all that to say that, like, where I've been at the last month and a half is I feel pretty (sighs) like there's a lot of other things I want to share in like my life and my work and all this stuff and my business is like transitioning and, um, we're like going to build a new website and all this, these different things. Um, but I feel like I can't, Like, I keep being, like, maybe I can just sort of bypass this part. Like, I don't have to name it, and I can just, like, move on. But I can't actually do that. (laughs) I've kind of, like, tried, but I can't. Like, there's this way that I have expressed myself and related and, like, the truth that I speak, like – I can't just skip over something that wants to come out. And um, I I can't just skip over this, like, major part of my life and, like, major part of what I'm going through. And I think some people feel different ways about that. Not everyone is that way. Um, you know, not everyone needs to be that way. But for me and, like, how I work and how I've always lived, I've tried to, like, not share anything. And um, it just feels like all that wants to come out is me sharing about this. And so my hope... Is that I can share where I'm at, not with the intention of like, like talking about somebody else or um, anything else, but, but with the intention of just being able to express where I'm actually at on my own podcast, <laughs> just like being able to share with you all um, what's going on for me and like what I'm moving through. And, uh, some people would also say that that is not the proper way to like, uh, do business or do a thing. And, um, I don't know. I don't care. Like when I choose to like, for the time that I, choose to share my life you can trust that like I'm sharing with you every part of my life really and sometimes I admire the people that like kind of have things separated and on but honestly like I just don't think that will ever be me like it it feels very what's the word anathema is that how you say that word anathema it feels anathemic (laughs) anyway it feels like contrary to who I am and who I've always been to just like keep something hidden so, with all that being said, um I want to talk today about this transition I've been moving through, which is leaving this community, this spiritual community, my teacher, this whole like world that I've been a part of for the past 2 years. Um and what that's been like for me, because it's been huge and I'm still very in it. Like I've waited, um, so that it wasn't quite so like raw cause I moved through a lot. Um, but I'm still definitely in this process and I, I'm telling you this because, um, I think it's important to name that, like, I'm not that separated from the whole thing yet. And I've had things like this happen before, you know, like I left the whole yoga world when I was whatever, uh, (laughs) 23 or something. And I did it with a massive like bang. Like I just like blew everything up and it was just like a huge explosion. Um... And I know now that, like, looking back now at my, like, 23, like, I see some things differently. But the core thing, I will say, has not changed. Anyway, (laughs) um, I want to talk about, like, this process and what it's been like for me and what I'm unraveling and the importance, you know, and I think a piece I'll start with is, like, the There's a huge importance in leaving and like finishing your work with a person or a community and not getting stuck in something that's no longer true just because you're a part of this thing that you then feel like you can't leave or because it's become so much of your identity in some way that you like can't move on past it or from it and there's so many layers it's like I don't even really know where to start but Anyone who has left my, like, I, and this feels like a dumb thing to say because it's like, why would anyone tell people to leave? Like, I'm kind of like, oh, if I say this, that are like all my clients gonna leave? (laughs) Like, they're all gonna be like, oh, I didn't realize I should be done with you and then they'll go. But actually, like, I do want that to occur if it's like the true thing to happen. And I really feel That anyone who has left working with me, who has finished a year or more with me, who has said, like, I'm done, I am thrilled, genuinely, through and through. Not just saying I'm thrilled, not just feeling like I should feel thrilled, but, like, genuinely, like, that feels great. When you work with me, I want you to reach a point where you feel like, you know what? Like, I got what I needed, that was what was right for me for this period of time, I'm done now, I'm moving on. And whether you leave with a lot of love or a lot of, like, animosity or, like, it doesn't matter to me. And I don't need to chase you to find out why you're leaving or why you don't like me or why you're mad at me or, um what you had a problem with in my work, or what I said, or, like, me as a human, like, it just really doesn't matter to me, and, um, there have been quite a few people who have left my work, a couple who I'm, like, I think that person, like, didn't, like, they were finished with their time with me anyway, but then, like, you know, unfriended me, left, whatever, and, um, that's okay with me. Like, when there's one person specifically who I can think of who that happened with, uh, sort of recently, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm, like, (laughs) I'm thrilled for them. Like, I hope that they got what they needed, and, um, whatever they think about, like, me or what I think or how I work, like, is okay. Like, I don't need to find out what it is or, Um, I don't need to know why they like unfriended me. Like, it just doesn't matter. And I just, I have a lot of love for the people that I work with. And also I think this distinction is really important. Um, that I'm also not friends with the people that I work with, like with my clients, with my students, like, uh, I think that in the world I was in, I felt a lot of enmeshment happening, and that's a pattern I have in my family, so I certainly, like, participated in it. Um, But as the teacher, for me, as the coach, as the one guiding, as the one in the leader role... Uh, I try to be really careful to make sure that that does not happen in my work at all. And um, so as this, like, relates to my work, like, I just want to say that if you, like, (laughs) I think it's really important to always know when we're done with something, when something is no longer for us, and to be able to move on. And the thing is that, like, whenever... And I think something else that's really important to, to know, and this includes me, is that whenever we're working with someone, regardless of what their teachings are and how powerful their teachings are and who they are, all of the teachings, all of their work, everything... is going to be filtered through their wounds as a human. It's going to be filtered through their humanity and stuff they can't see. And it's going to be altered in some way um, by stuff they can't see. And... That certainly, I am sure that happens in my work, and I know that that happens in my work because when I look back on my own stuff from, like, a year or two years, three years ago, I'm like, oh, this is what I can see now that I couldn't see then, and this is part of the work of, like, being someone who guides others is, is hoping that, like, um, When someone meets me at a particular moment in time and chooses to work with me in a particular moment, they're called to something that I have in that moment and they need something I have in that moment. And even if certain things that I believe or say end up shifting, as they will, um, that's okay because I have full trust in my clients to discern what works for them, what doesn't. Um, and when they are done working with me to drop certain things that don't resonate. And also to be able to see, like, there's a really fine line here, because when I'm working with someone, I'm not open to, like, their opinions about, like, how I'm doing it, right? Like, if someone is choosing to work with me, they're saying, like, yes, I'm on board for your site, for you holding me, for what you think. And I'm not really interested in, like, convoluting myself or, like, (laughs) in, like, uh, censoring myself or whatever to, like, make someone feel better or or whatever. Like, if you're choosing to work with me, you're choosing to work with me. And at the same time, I hope that you always know that, like, my stuff is also filtered through my humanity and, like, my own wounds, right? Like, uh You can think of, like, all my stuff that I've been talking about with my food journey, for example. Like, I'm still on this journey, right? And so, like, stuff that I may have said or had to say about food a year and a half ago, probably the essence of it was still true. Like, I was speaking to a true thing. And if I go back now and comb through it all, there might be some things that I'm like, oh, I see this so differently now and someone who's working with me like might have that experience and i think that that's an important piece for anyone who is working with me or finished working like i think we always hold and i've i've really tried to always do this to hold the to to realize and to be able to see where my teachers can't see, like, to be like, this is a thing that, um, this person hasn't mastered. And to be aware of the areas where a teacher or a coach's, um, guidance might be being filtered through their own stuff and to choose to not listen if that is a thing that, like, doesn't work. And I hope that everyone who works with me will do, will always choose to do that same thing because I have a lot of gifts, I have a lot of sight, um, and (laughs) I have my own human process and human stuff. And I think, for a lot of pieces, like, you should all know a lot of what that is because I, like, uh, I shared a lot. Um, but there are, so what I want to say, like, with all of that is, like, there are these places for everyone when working with anyone where what they teach is going to be f- filtered and altered by, like, who they are and how they show up in the world, and it's not always possible with the online world to know what that actually looks like in real life um, and I don't know, like I think maybe no matter how much we try, it's really hard to know what it what it looks like played out in someone's life um though I, and maybe I'm wrong, you know, I'm leading a retreat in, what, in May, maybe I'm wrong, and maybe, um, like, to me, I feel like I'm, like, so open and share everything, like, so honestly that, like, I don't think anyone who follows me would be at all surprised by who I am, even in, like, my absolute worst moments, um, I think you'd be like, yes. <laughs> like, maybe you'd think I was, like, a bit more whiny than you might expect. But, like, that is what I think. I I really think that, like, and, I mean, I guess really this isn't a thing I get to uh, say. But, like, I really think anyone who met me would not be shocked at all by anything, like, that I could say or do. Um, and it's hard to know without really feeling someone in person and really seeing someone's actual life, like, who they are all the way. And, um, so for me, like and, and like I said, this is gonna be kind of like there's no I kind of thought about writing down like certain notes <laughs> before I did this to just be like, okay, these are the pieces I wanna like name and touch on, so it's not so all over the place, but I wanted like i I wanna just talk honestly, and maybe this isn't so much like it's not really meant to be like a teaching episode it's really just like, this is what I'm sorting through and, and where I'm at in real time. Um, so I was in this community for two years. Like I completed my two years just about, maybe I left like a week before my two years was up. Um, and I take that very seriously. Like when I commit to something, like I'm committing to myself ultimately, And I was committed to the truth of like the commitment that I felt like the truth of me signing up. And I do believe it was absolutely true. Um, and it, it, it felt like my soul was so called to this particular person at this particular time. And A lot of pieces from the past two years were, like, the most beautiful, loving, life-changing things. Um, This person really helped me, like, really held me as I moved from, like, made it into mother like, this girl into woman, and could see me in a way I had never been seen before. And I wouldn't change it, you know? And so I'm not, like, I don't want this to come across as, like, a, ooh, be cautious, or, like, ooh, be warned, or, like, It was really important for me in so many different ways. Um, And there were a lot of changes I also went through that while I was being held in this community and this energy, which is, you know, very significant... There were also things that, like, I went through on my own. Like, my food journey, I went through on my own, and I chose to keep that away, like, from my teacher. And, um, for a lot of different reasons that I don't know if they really matter that much right now. Um... But I will say, like, it's one of those places that I named where it was like, this person doesn't have mastery in this area. And um, being totally okay with that, but like, just also like, so I think there's a way that teachers can try to take credit or like want credit or want acknowledgement for the shifts that their clients go through. And it's gross, honestly. Um, I can see some places where, like, because the, the energy I was being kind of steeped in was one of that, that I like, there, there are a lot of different beliefs. This is going to be so all over the place. There are a lot of different beliefs that I like, like took in sort of subconsciously. And I think this is also a really important thing about being in a community and, and choosing to have a teacher and work with someone really deeply. Um, and I, and I don't think it's something you can really get, like, I don't think it's something you can not have necessarily. Like, um, I, in my experience, it's just been a part of being a part of a certain thing and then, like, being separate from it and being like, wait, you know, like, was I acting this way? Was I doing this because I just, like, was having it modeled to me? Like, did I sort of just, like, take that on as mine? And it reminds me a lot, actually, of my relationship with my ex. Not my relationship, like, my my breakup. Because when my breakup with my ex, when I originally broke up with him, I wasn't breaking up with him because there was any sort of problem at all. Like, I didn't see anything at all (laughs) wrong in the relationship. And it was only after I broke up with him. And the reason I broke up with him was because I just felt like it was true. Like, I was like, I'm done. I want more. Like, this just isn't it. And it was only in the separation that I was suddenly able to see a lot of the, it. It's the same with like our families, right? We grow up with our family and we're like, this is just normal. This is just how it is. This is like, our beliefs about things, and our beliefs about the world. And then we grow up, and then we're like, wait, (laughs) I don't know if I want that to be my belief, (laughs) actually. And, like, I know that this belief was kind of part of, like, all these other beliefs, but now that I'm an adult, I'm going to start to, like, separate out, like, what of my family stuff do I want to keep? What do I want to not keep? What do I want to be done with? Like, all these pieces. And... I feel like I've been in a lot of that. And so, like, the reason that I chose to leave, there was no reason. I, like, knew my two years were going to end uh, in the end of August. Back in maybe, like, April or May, I actually told my teacher I was going to leave. Um, It didn't... R- mm. it didn't really feel like that landed front. Like, it didn't feel like anyone really believed that that was the case or, like, listened to me when I told them that that was what I was going to do. Um, for me, um, this also is really, like, I'm, (laughs) it's tricky to, like, talk because I also need to be careful. Like, I'm not trying to legally, like, defame or slander anyone, you know? So, like, I'm kind of watching how I say things at the same time. So, if you hear me kind of hesitate, that is what I'm doing. Um, but I chose to leave because I just felt done. I felt pretty done. Like, I, I just felt complete. And I knew I started to feel complete because I could start to feel little different things that were, like, annoying me. That, um, might not have annoyed me otherwise, like, if I, if I, uh, if I hadn't wanted to be complete. Um, but, you know, there was a big event, and I was gonna do the big event, because it was, like, my year, my kind of completion, like, ceremony thing. And I figured, like, it was important to me to leave on good terms. I, and I felt on good terms. Like, I didn't want to leave with any sort of drama. I just wanted to complete the two years and the two years to be over. Um, there aren't really any others, maybe a couple, who have left my group in this community with, um, like, calm, no drama, just separated fully on good terms. Everyone has, like, stayed or been hired or been, like, uh, you know, a couple of left with, like, huge blow-ups in their own way. Um, but I, it was also interesting because I was, like, I'm the only one, seemingly, that's, like, separating and really wants to be separated. And I played around with it. Like, I was very close with my teacher. I played around with working for her. I was working for her in in certain ways. Um. But I could feel, like, there was just this enmeshment, this, like, energy that I just didn't want to, like, be stuck in, honestly. And I also felt like for my own growth and for me as just like a human, like, I think it's really important when we make a commitment to a thing and we feel like it's over, like we're complete, it's important to feel ourselves separate and to be like, okay, who am I now? And originally when I thought I was going to leave, I thought I would come back. Like I thought I would leave for like a month or two and just kind of feel where I was at and then go back. Um, because I felt like I had found like the way, the community, the only people who could see me like this thing. Um, and I went to stay with my teacher in the beginning of August and she was super, well, I know that she genuinely has a lot of love for me and, um, It was a very destabilizing thing for me to be there, and not at all in the ways that I expected. I really expected to... be faced with, like, a lot of my own stuff. And instead... I... I... How to put it? I mean, I I saw a lot of her as a human in her world. And... You know, part of me is, like, I don't, like... uh, (laughs) It feels kind of mean to, like, share this and to, like, there's a lot of places where I'm, like, like, I have a lot of compassion and a lot of love for her. Like, truly, I do, like, especially on just, like, a soul level. And there was a lot of love for me, too, when I was there. That was true. And my experience in getting to see a lot of the, like, behind the scenes was, like, I don't know if I, like, I don't actually like this person. Or the way that this person shows up in her life. In many different ways. The way this person shows up with me. Some of the things that I saw felt really, like, shocking to me. Maybe they wouldn't have been to you. Um... And in the moment, I think I w- I was in full, like, acceptance and approval, and I think with a teacher, at least for me, there's, like, a certain power dynamic that you're agreeing to, right? So it's, like, not – it's not – I don't see it as my role to, like, challenge that. Like, we're not friends – Ultimately, no matter how much we, like, try to act like friends, there can never really, like, there's a, a power dynamic happening. Um, And. I guess, I don't know, I've, like, sat with this a lot for the last, whatever, like six weeks and really parse through where my own stuff is, where it's not. uh... And ultimately, the nicest way that I think I can put it and the most like kind of... compassionate way. Like for me, I saw a lot of things that I really didn't expect and that I expected, you know, certain things to some level, but not to the extent that I saw. And it called into question for me a lot of things because for me in the things that I teach and in the way that I live, like I absolutely live Like, I really practice it. And even in the moments where, like, I'm human and I slip or whatever, like... (sighs) I really highly doubt that there is anything about me that would, like... Rock you um and it also called a lot into question for me around like I think a lot of people admire certain things. about their teachers when they don't have any semblance of that, like, in their lives. Um, but I have that in my life. Like, I have a lot of these things that people admire about this community or whatever, this person, like, in my life. And as someone who is in a very clear and healthy relationship, there were just certain things that I saw that I was like, this is not, this isn't it. Um, And... You know, lots to be said about, like, being vague, and I'm not trying to be vague, but I'm also trying to, like, not slander or, like, say things about someone. But I think what I want to bring it back to is, like, the intention of this for me is, like, my own process in feeling just, like, totally destabilized, really, really. In the reality of what I saw, because I know I can fucking see. Being able to piece through what was my, like, what's my own ego stuff and my, like, judgments and whatever. And being able to, like, talk those through with people and, like, put them to the side. And then also seeing, like, the reality of what I saw and feel. And the shift for me from feeling like I really had this community that, like, really fully saw me, was really fully the thing, like, really, (sighs) like, people that were just going to be in my life forever, no matter what, that I, like, be close to forever, no matter what. And then I feel like I saw it all in a different way. And I was like, I don't, like, I'm not really like this. Like, I don't really want this. Uh, This doesn't really fit with, like, my, like, who I am, how I show up. And the first couple of weeks, especially being back, like it was really, really hard for me. Like I just felt like very rocked. Like I just felt very like. <sighs> a lot of people that have left this community have called it, like, all sorts of bad names and, like, abusive and cult and all these things. And I would not say that ever. And I'll say that I, being separate from it and having taken some time to, like, be fully away, fully out... I understand the minds of the people who have left and felt that, because I can feel the way that there are certain things that are unclean, and I can see how it would be very easy for someone's mind to then attach, like those different labels and, like, want to label it as a certain thing and be like, this is harmful in these ways and whatever. Um, and I never thought I would say that (laughs) because, like, a couple months ago, I was very adamantly, like, I know who this person is. I know what she's like in her life. I know what she's like, but I had never been there. I never lived in her house. I never really, I had never seen it. Um, And it's not to say that people can't be human because of course they can be. But for me, there's a line, especially when being someone who works with others and holds others, of just, like, integrity. And someone saying they have a lot of integrity doesn't mean that they are clear enough, like they've worked through their stuff enough, uh... to really, like, live that way, um, and, you know, it's tricky, like, this person has created a lot of really beautiful things, the community is so beautiful in a lot of ways, and I've been surprised, actually, at how easy it has been for me to be separate, like, And, you know, another belief, too, in that whole world is that, like, taking what resonates with you is extractive. And I understand the theory, like, the concept of that. Um, But... In me, ultimately, and this is not what I see in, like, a number of other people, certainly not everyone, but a number of other people that are in this world, like, for me, what I feel in my body and what I know, and, like, the thing in the earth that I feel, like, that leads me always... And the person holding whatever, the person I'm learning from, like, just doesn't supersede that for me. And I don't think this person would say that she wants it to, but I think that it ends up being that way for a lot of people. And... Yeah, I mean, it's just been really challenging for me to... What happened when I left? This person had a big reaction. Um... Uh, a very, this <laughs> is where I'm like, is this like, uh, is this slander? Cause I know this person cares a lot about that. Um, the way that this person reacted, in my experience, uh, was just super enmeshed and inappropriate to the situation. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of beliefs that, like, I have started to separate from, and one of them being like, oh, this work is, like, so lonely and so challenging and no one can understand me and um it's so painful and like people leave and I know that this is just like fuel for that story for them like me talking about it in this way I'm we'll just get added on to that um But there are all these different pieces where I'm just like, I just don't believe, like, it's just, it's not a part of my life. And so what's happened for me is that, like, I left because I knew I was complete. Things that happened, and then, and then meeting this person, uh, in person, I'm spending a lot of time. I saw a lot of things that called into, really what it called into question for me was if I wanted to stay in relationship with this person. Um, and in the gentlest way, it just made me feel like you know, maybe who this person is and who I am as a human just like don't match, like just don't really mesh in like real life. And that's okay. And, um, there was certain medicine to be had and it's complete. Um. And then the reaction to me leaving confirmed a lot of what I already felt and was a lot. Um, and then I started to be able to see a lot of stuff over the past couple years that I kind of pushed to the side or just sort of, like, rolled my eyes at or, like, just all these different pieces of, like, this person's my teacher, so I'm just gonna, like... uh Like, it's not my role to, like, challenge this here. Like, you know, um, this is this person's space, not my space. Like, all these different things. And there's been a lot of unwinding for me around, like, whoa, okay. Like, I just had this two years. Um, that was really significant for me. And, you know, <laughs> well, I won't, I was going to say, I was, Jordan worked with this person too, and I was going to say some. and then I was like, I'm not going to speak for Jordan, like, <sighs> <laughs> there's a lot there too. Um, but now, like, the the first couple of weeks, it was, like, a lot of stuff, like, coming undone very quickly. And, like, just, like I said, like, very kind of destabilizing and just very, like, whoa. <laughs> like, I really felt very, like, certain and secure in this. And, like, that I was going to leave and come back. And, like, this was my world. And this was, like, all these things. And... (sighs) Yeah, you know, like, I just... I have a husband. I have friends. I have, like, people who are really deep in their work around me. Uh... I mean, I think there's a whole lot I could speculate about even with like the, uh, certain lineages of teachings and like how they bring a lot of healing and a lot of transformation to people in certain areas. But again, it's always through somebody's human stuff and, uh, <laughs> the way that, that People come out of these like sets of teachings, especially when they don't really separate and like have some time to like feel who they are. Um I mean you can tell, like I can I can tell, especially when it's something that I haven't been a part of. I can really tell and just say, like, this is this part of life, like, wasn't really, uh, like, healed in this, in this body of work. Um, but anyway, like, (sighs) yeah. It's been really challenging. Like, I grieved a lot. Um, and you know, there are certain things that like, I wouldn't, it it would have taken a lot longer or been very, like, uh, there are certain things that happened for me. Like I just spent the whole month with my family and, um, it was just the best, like to have those relationships with my family a huge part of that is because of all the work that I've done over the past two years and like the stuff I've unwound about myself and like I think people really also need to realize that it's like it's not a magic pill either or like like it's so much about the work you do when you're in these spaces and like I see a lot of teachers wanting to, like, take credit for different things. And it's, like, I was very held by this certain community. And, like, I – a lot of the things I worked through um were in that community and part of that and, like, guided in that way for sure. And also, like, I worked with a therapist around my family for, like, a year. <laughs> like, the first year of that. I did – um, some other sessions with somebody else, uh, around specific family things. Like, all the different books, like, the different people I talked to, like, different things that weren't a part of that. My whole food journey, me, like, gaining so much weight, like, becoming a whole different person in the weight gain and in that transformation and, like, letting my old self kind of die. Like, there are so many other things too, right? And I think that's what sometimes people, uh, don't see, or, like, don't want to see, and, um, if you're holding someone, no matter who comes to work with you, you're always going to be just a part of their journey, and, like, that's healthy. Um... Yeah. So for me... I feel... Just like I'm in this kind of new place. Of like... Like I spent two years very deeply in like a certain framework. Um, and now... Oh and that's what I was saying before, too is that I've been surprised at how like relieving it almost is in a sense to to be done and like how easy it has been and how I've become a lot more aware of like certain opinions like certain opinions I had about like different people and different things, and like uh ways things were done like just like different things that I like didn't really realize I had at the time but then looking back I'm like oh yeah like why did I think that this was different um and now for me it's kind of like okay like who am I and like which parts of these teachings that have like kind of infiltrated my life um which parts do i really agree with and which parts don't i agree with and that discernment is important <laughs> no matter how much anyone tries to tell you that it's not like it's really important to to have this process when leaving any sort of world and um it's I feel very like as i oh do you know what the other thing I'll say is and this is not fact, right it's just how I felt. um I started to really have this sense, especially the last few months. Um, And then especially in August, after I, like, said I was leaving and left, that, like, I've been trying to do a lot of healing with my body, and I just had this feeling that I could not heal while in that energetic space. And I was looking at the other people kind of around me and, like, the stuff they had going on, and like the teacher and what they had going on like all these different pieces and some other people had named that they felt this like unclean energy in the field in the space and Again, like, like, the other things, like, I wouldn't frame it that way. And I also don't think there's anything, like, uh, malicious or, like, uh, intended. But, again, you have to see the person's stuff it's being filtered through, right? And, like... um, I just started to really get this sense that, like, none of my stuff, like, somehow my, the stuff going on in my body was linked to this space and to being held, uh, in this way. And this is energetic. There's no way to prove that. I don't know if that's true. I'm just telling you that that is, like, a feeling that I had. And, um, that was another piece of how I knew that it was, like, time- to go. Um I don't think I felt that super clearly until August once I like returned home. Uh yeah. Part of that was how my body reacted to being in this person's home. And I'm sure that (laughs) other people can frame it any way they want, you know? Um, But I know for me what it was. And, um, like, since I have separated, things are shifting in my body so rapidly. And feels like a lot of energy has been like freed up and like I'm no longer this community like this person kind of has this belief that like you're always being held by them and you're always like and I just I don't believe that at all um I don't feel held like I I don't agree to that anymore um I agree for like you know you've signed up for a concrete period and ultimately the other thing I'll say is that like it's a business you know Like, there's a lot of, like, love and spirituality and energetic pieces, and, um, there's, like, a business agreement, too, of, like, I pay you a lot of money, and then in, uh, two years, like, that's how long we're committed to each other for, um, and when I, there's a lot of enmeshment, I think it's hard to, like, be with the reality of that for people, um, But yeah, like I, a lot has been shifting for me and I can feel in my body and in my like energetic system why it wasn't before. Like what was kind of stuck or like what was, uh, yeah, just like different pieces that were off and then, and It's so tricky. I think this whole... The whole type of work is so tricky. And I think that's why people can demonize it a lot. And, um... Because while you're agreeing to a lot of things that are, like, the most incredible and that, like, I would not change, it often comes along... Uh, with a lot of stuff that, like, isn't good or doesn't fit. And then we have to, like, parse those out. Um. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I feel a lot better. (laughs) I feel, um, I've just been, like, really wanting to be really honest about, like, what I'm moving through and where I'm at, and I've felt really, like, stifled, kind of, because of, like, not wanting to cause drama and not wanting to get sued for defamation or slander or, like, causing commotion. Like, I don't want to cause commotion. I don't want to, like, all these things. Um, and I don't want, like, I know I brought a lot of, a ton of people into this community, right? And, like, there are many people that are still in common. And, like, I, I, I really did not, do not want to, like, stir it all up, um, And for me, this has been huge. Um... Yeah. And in a way, it's like really shown me myself in a very clear way. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just, like, <laughs> pausing <laughs> and, like, feeling into if there's anything else to really say. Um... I just wanted to tell you, like, what I've been moving through on top of everything else, right? And then all the stuff with my family happened, and yeah, in some, like, strange way, it feels fitting that there was this, like, healing with my family in the dissolution of this other thing, and, um... And getting to feel, like, the love for my family and what that, that feels like and really see my family for who they are and being able to, like, compare that to um, what I saw when I was with my teacher and, like... um To really be able to like question like i i I do think that there's this place when I like look at my own stuff and it all, I do think that i there was a place where I felt like I finally found the thing like I found the person who can see me um I found the like community I found um the thing that's, like, better than all other things, right? Like, I found, like, the way. And, um... Now, what it feels like in seeing the reality of what that looks like in, like, regular life, all performance dropped away, all, like, whatever dropped away. I'm like, this is not it for me. Like, this is not, it's actually not, like, the thing. There's certainly elements of it and medicine in it. Um, and maybe, and, you know, like, that's my own stuff for kind of, like, wanting there to be a way and, like, a, (laughs) like, a thing and, like, someone who, like, has it all, but more than me. And like, to be able to like, turn back to myself and just be like, okay, well, if even that was not the thing, like the full thing, then like, I have to be my own thing. And really being able to look at that too. And to be like, right. I mean, that's the point of all the work the whole time anyway, you know, with anyone. (sighs) yeah so there's been a lot to sort through I think it's really important to take space um when you know it's time to not be afraid to do that um and I love when people do that in my work um Yeah. I think that's all I have to say about that for now. Um, <laughs> but I, I just wanted to, because I, I talked about this person a lot and like brought a lot of people into that world. And like, I just wanted to also just share that like, that's not where I am now. And that's shifting. And um If you don't like that, that's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to stay. If you do like that, cool. Like, it you know, it just doesn't matter. But I just wanted to ever like, I just wanted you to know that that's what's going on, and like, I've been moving through a lot of different pieces, um, and also feeling into like my whole life, like my life, like I want to get pregnant next year, and like. All these different pieces. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Um, but yeah, like, I'm excited to be able to show you my new, like, website branding all the things. Uh probably won't happen until I'm I'm aiming for the end of November, which will be my 30th birthday. Um but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Um Yeah, so that's kind of what's going on like in my world right now. So <laughs> if you wanna stay connected, the best place to do that is DematureNix.com slash newsletter. I can't wait until that changes to Demature Gray, which it will with the new website. <laughs> Everything's gonna be shifting um in really good ways, I think. I'm really feeling into like fall is the best time for that. And we came home and it just like feels like fall here. It feels like we got to like skip the end of summer. And it's great. (laughs) And so I'm about to go make dinner. And, um, yeah, I just feel happy. Honestly, I feel very like nourished and happy and just like excited about fall and winter and ready to like move into this next phase. And sadly like part of that is leaving a lot of stuff behind and that's how it always goes and I hope that some piece of this was medicine for you in your own process in your own way okay (laughs) that's all for now and I'll talk to you soon